it's way back Wednesday, and this is Who's to Blame, the podcast. I'm your host, Dre Montez, and we're being brought to you by the Weed Squad St. Louis, weedsquad.com, or stop by 8088 Watson Road, or you can follow them on Facebook as well as Instagram as well and see what they're doing during this time to help you out with your medicinal needs. Also being brought to you by Nextcore. Powered by Nextcore, this is my Nextcore. Go to thenextcore.com for your virtual tour today. Well, I told you this before we got into all this about the rebuttal, the ripple effect that was going to happen once the last stand was completed. I love the content that is coming out of this, but is it really warranted after all these years? Who gives a damn if you did cocaine? Who gives a damn if you had a room full of whores in your room? Who gives a damn what you did on that team? Does it really matter today in 2020? You're beefing over the wrong thing, Mr. Ho Grant or Horace Grant, whatever you want to call him. Let it go, my man. But it is impressive and funny that all these things and wild stories that are still coming out. You got the guy in Utah from the pizza company who remember exactly what Michael Jordan had that night. Said he only went there with two people, allegedly, and allegedly Jordan spat on his pizza so no one else could eat it. So if anyone tried to get Jordan sick, he got himself sick or he made it up. People, people, you know, see, who's to blame? That's why we're going to keep it back into the real thick of things, trying to rewind the clock a little bit and have some fun. You know, you know, sports should be fun. Music should be fun. Entertainment should be fun. You know, you should laugh and smile a little bit more often. Well, we're doing a little bit more than we did about two, five years ago, two to five years ago. So I would take what I can get right now, kids. But today we're going to talk about movies. There are a few that I've seen that I want to point out to you guys and just give you a heads up. Maybe you've seen it before. Maybe you haven't. But just to broaden your horizon when it comes to the talent out there in the cinema world. I'm also going to talk about the NFL and its Rooney rule. Also, what drives Brady? Ha, that it is right there. So, again, thank you to the amazing sponsors of the show in the downtown area. You know, they just opened up here in Missouri as far as restaurants, bars, and salons. But you have to check them out and see if they are accommodating. Check out their hours and see what the lim- limited menu options are and the hours of operation as Game 6 Honky Tonk Joint has changed their office operation. You can check out that. BB's Jazz Blues and Soups as well. And my man, CJ the Barbecue Man. You can check him out at your local store, grocer, as well as patios right next door to Bush Stadium. In historic Soulard, you have Great Grizzly Bear, The Wood Shack, Hammerstones, Ninth Street Deli at Howard's, Allstate Insurance, Hello Jim and Julie Price, as well as Electric Cab in North America, or ECAP, as they're trying to get things rocking and rolling in Austin, Texas, Central West End, downtown St. Louis, as well as Kirkwood, Missouri, and as well as in Arizona. Trying to get you guys around and about. A always towing to help you out as well. But the movies I was talking about, I've streamed a lot of movies. I've done a Netflix to Hulu. I've done a lot of shows, but... I'm trying to get back into the actual movies of the things, you know, where some of these guys came from. You know, I like to catch these young directors and actors and actresses getting the start out. Then following 
the trend, see where they're going next. So one of the movies I saw was Green Book, and I became a fan with the actor Mahershala Ali. He played Remy on the Kevin Spacey series that was on Netflix depicting the uh, White House and the presidency right there. So that, that was pretty cool. But this show, Green Book, for one, the character he played was a classical pianist in the 50s and 60s who was on a tour in the United States, and he had to go through the South at that time. That was what they called the Chitlin Circuit. His type of music at that time was just not going in the direction of the African-American movement when it came to music. He, he was going a different way. You know, he was trying to shift his way of playing his style to be more of a club-type syndicate, and that just was not his drive. So along the way, he needed some protection or a driver. So along comes this New York City club guy who works all the New York City clubs. You know, thick New York accent, you know, in the 50s and the 60s, just a different time then. And he taken on the position to be his driver through the South. And it explains the story of not just the relationship, but the accomplishments of Mahershala Ali's character and the friendship that they started and it, what it has turned into today. It's a very great story. And the music, oh man, the music is something else. It's not just classical music. It's a combination of today and 50s and 60s type music to really get the ear and the foot going. So check that out. Also next up is Steve Carell, big fame from television in The Office. His movie, Welcome to Marwin. It's a true story. I believe in 2008, a young man was attacked and beaten by five men. These men were captured, of course. And this explains his rehabilitation process. But along this, before this attack happened on him, he was a comic book illustrator. So he has no memory of anything before the attack. You know, they, they beat him that bad. So he became very fixed on miniature dolls in the doll world and the creation of stepping away from reality in his own way to rehabilitate, rehabilitate what had happened to him. And it's a great story. I mean, it has uh, Leslie, Leslie Mann in it. You, you have her in there. You, you also have uh, the young lady from Hidden Figures who's, who's a music fan. Oh my God. Uh, Outcast found her. Uh, Janelle, Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet is in it as well. This is a great movie. And I think it'd be good for a family as well too. It's a great movie. And the last one I saw was Arkansas. I really can't explain this movie. This is one of those movies where you have to ensure if you're watching this with other people in the room, when it's over with, y'all going to look at each other. There's going to be a few scenes in the movie where y'all going to look at each other. But without spoiling the movie, the movie is about two guys that are drug dealers. Something goes bad. And they're ending up facing off against their boss in the most confusing, weird way ever. It has John Malkovich in it. It has Vince Vaughn in it as well. And the nephew from Hot Tub Time Machine. That's the best way I can put it. But if you're just tuning in, thanks for listening to Who's to Blame the Podcast. 
the amazing sponsor in Bell Vegas as well downtown. You got Rogers Place. I know they're trying to wait till everything is lifted to get open, but he's hanging in there, and we're hanging in there with you, Roger. We got you. Tavern on Main, Margarita's on Main, Poor 322. I'm sipping on a coffee right now from there. Located at 322 East Main, Seven Bar and Seven Sushi Bar. For your entertainment pleasure, you got the Lincoln Movie Theater. You can check them out online to see what they're doing to help you out at home for your entertainment value. CNC Food for Your Soul, located at 1926 West Main. SIP, Southern Illinois Independent Placement. R&R &R Services as well. And for your getting in shape people out there. Reach on out to Physique Fitness over there on Arsenal. they got a great Facebook workout regimen for you to keep your body moving and the blood flowing at this time. That's all it takes is a little push and a little pull. That's what she said. Well, I didn't know how this was going to affect the league, affect the players. But since 2003, the NFL has been trying to do something to help out with the minority process beyond players and getting involved in the front office, a coach, thinking beyond that. So there's been some attempts on how this should be done. You are requesting each and every team to interview at least one minority coach out there. Well, that's been toyed with laughed at and poked at all you have to all you're saying is basically you just want us to interview them you ever been to an interview and nobody is listening to you and you know you're qualified for the job but you know you're not going to get the job because they already have someone else in mind they already have hired that person that's what it kind of feels like when these minority coaches since 2003 have been going on these interviews in the process of becoming a head coach a GM, an assistant coach. Well, there are enough assistant coaches. I think now the Powers are trying to get the movement going to the um, head coaching position, the front office. You know, the ownership level, that's going to take a little time. That's going to take some wink, wink, some hugs, some blackmail. But right now we're going to keep it on the level of it being the um, coaches on this thing. And the process of this has been looked at, is this the right way to do that? What's the best way that the NFL should be doing this? I think it should be done like this. If there's a position open and I fit the qualifications, I'm submitting my resume. Okay, let's go from there. Why does it matter of my race, creed, or color? <laughs> that sounds funny, doesn't it? But it does matter. It does freaking matter. And for some reason... It's impossible to get past that with some of these sports franchises. It's impossible to get past the color line. So some of these organizations have been coming up with particular guidelines to put in still in place for minorities and women out there to, in, to show, hey, at least we're giving you a shot. Well, since 2003, that shot that the Rooney Rule has been providing has not been ideally what the NFL wants to do. I don't think that what they want to do. So this week it came out that maybe this could be a trial process on one of these suggestions they came out with. And when it first came out, I was like, are, are you kidding me? This doesn't mean, let me just think about this. Cause every time something comes out, maybe I got to give it a couple of days. Let me simmer down a little bit. 
But initially, this is what I heard. If you interview or hire, no, if you hire a a minority coach, you get incentives in your draft picks. What? Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me if I hire a minority coach, I can move up in the draft pool? So that betters my odds of putting a better product on the field. That betters my odds of improving my revenue. That betters my odds of going to the Super Bowl. I'm adding value to my team by this type of a process. Is this fair, NFL? Is this the right way to conduct business? Is this the message that we want to send to today's fan, today's kid, today's player? What are you trying to say, Roger Goodell and the NFL? Talk to me. Because I can't seem to put this one together here. I think everyone should get an opportunity. If you fit the criteria, let me in. Let me go through the process. What are you looking for? You're looking for football IQ. You're looking for know-how. You're looking for me to understand the value of the player, the content of what's going on. I get all of that. But why are you still denying me, sir? I've dotted all my T's. I'm sorry, I've dotted all my I's and crossed all my T's. What's the next step? So what's the next move? So let's say this does happen. They hire somebody, a minority. The team moves up in the draft pool. Nobody else hires a minority coach. It's the only team that does it. It's team X out there hires team hires said black guy. We're going to hire t- minority guy. All right. Boom, we got you in there. Team one Super Bowl. They go on a two-year two-year run, turn up the league. Will everyone come around and say, see, well, if we'd have done this, you hire a minority coach, you move on up in the draft pool, here are your odds. No, that's not going to happen. That's not the message I think the NFL wants to send. So I think they're going to try to go back to the drawing board on that one. That's what I got out of it. If you got something different out of it, please let me know based on what they said the first time going around. So here's here's what it is now. Here's a rundown of what's being added. Teams will now be required to interview at least two external minority candidates for head coach vacancies. It's increased from one. Teams will now also be required to interview at least one minority candidate for coordinator vacancies. Teams will need to interview at least one external candidate for senior level front office and executive positions like GM and team president. Teams will no longer be allowed to block assistant coaches from interviewing for coordinator positions with other teams. NFL Vice President, Executive Vice President of Operations, Troy Vincent, what the chairman, Art Rooney, and the commissioner did today, and what the ownership voted on today has been a fight for decades to get minorities that have disproportionately, disproportionately <laughs> affected people of color. 
just the ability to get the interview. So with all these new inclusions and additions to the Rooney Rooney rule, is this enough for minority coaches out there? Is this enough? I already put my two cents in. I think if you fit the criteria, there's an open and you feel you can go and apply for that job, go apply for the job. But the latter in the NFL is a tough one. You think getting in the NFL is tough? How about wearing a suit and tie every day working in the NFL? That's tough, too. But who's to blame? What are you going to do, kids? Huh? At this time, what are you going to do? That's what I like to call the NFL Rooney Rule Zoom 2.0. Will it get done or not? Let me know what you think about it. You can hit me up at moredraymontez at gmail.com. I'll forget there are several ways outside of SoundCloud and who's to blame.com. You can also hear us on Spotify.com as well and on Anchor as well. Well, what drives T12? Terrific Tom. Mama, it's that man again. As one of the man cave members, Devin, a preacher man calls him. Hashtag T12. Mr. Brady. What drives him? Everyone says with that type of a draft pick coming out of Michigan, the way he got the job in New England, the way his career went in New England, he's done. It's over with. He should be proud of it that the man went to nine Super Bowls. See, that right there gets me. Nine Super Bowls, his age, his competitive level. It kind of reminds you of something. Um, I don't know. Maybe the last dance, Michael Jordan. This man knows his body to the point. He doesn't just go and get a trainer. There's an interview process here when you get a trainer. You have to be open and honest with your trainer, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you're sleeping like. What are your goals? What are your ambitions? How do you plan on getting there? How do you think we should get there? And then the trainer takes all that data. And you guys get back together and you figure it out. That's what T12 has been doing since he's been in the league. Can you imagine if everyone did that from the beginning instead of the midpoint, the crisis after the money is gone on the third wife, eighth kid, second charge with cocaine. It, but if you get on this now, I think you can preserve it even more. The exit strategy would be a little less painful, so to speak. If T12 is doing this the right way, the way the book has been telling us on the book of Brady. But right now, T12, man, this guy's driven by something else. Are you still playing NFL if you've been to nine Super Bowls? Are you still playing? Are you still playing in the NFL as a quarterback if you've been to nine Super Bowls and you've won six? Anybody? Not many. Not many people. What more is there to prove? Why do we want to rush this man out? Why do we want to push him into another career? Why do we do that with athletes? Well, it's about time for him to retire. I'm tired of Brady. Why are you tired of greatness? Maybe you can learn from this. The madness of preservation. The artistic beauty of throwing a football. The mind of Brady. What can this man tell us? Let's study his DNA a little bit more. Let's take cups of his sweat at every quarter and see what can we learn from this man. The man gets stronger as the game gets on, as the season goes on. The older he gets, he gets smarter because you know what to do. 
You know what these youngsters going to try to prove? Look, come on. Let them. Let them. They're going to get tired in a minute. And then I'm going to mind fuck them. <laughs> and that's what the madness of Brady does to you. Instead of trying to beat Brady, how not just play the team? Beat the team. Stop trying to beat Brady. See, a lot of people are trying to beat Jordan. But if you play the Bulls, you may have a better shot. You may have a better shot. But with this dude here, and then his ex-teammates, let's tell his ex-teammates, whether they work on, on the national sports program right now or whether they have a podcast right now, listen to the way they talk about T12. It's not always about what he did when they were ahead, after the game, during the game. It's what this man has been doing in the fourth quarter his whole damn career. They may not be wins, but damn it, you talk about consistency level. Look at Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Look at the damn numbers, man, and especially in the Super Bowl. In those nine Super Bowls, just look at the last five minutes of each Super Bowl performance by T12, and let me know what you think. It took me a long time to realize how great T12 was. It took me a long time to accept the fact that this man is really this damn good. And this was just recently. I'm talking in the less than five years, I just understood and realized how good T12 is. Like giving him credit for it. I finally came to the other side of the pillow and said, okay, this side comfortable too. I did the same thing with Barry Bonds. I did the same thing with Jay-Z. It takes me a long time to accept the fact that, damn it, Dre, they're good. It's okay, brother. Let it go. But it's hard to let go because now I'm catapulting them over somebody else that I believed in. But it's okay that, that it's somebody out there better. And this dude really is something else to watch. The way he studies the game. The way he studies the game is not normal like everyone else, man. I wish Steve Sable was still alive. I wish we could get the old NFL films crew together and break down Tom Brady. Give me that hidden video vault with that commentary on there. It's terrific, Tom. T12 is on the sideline. He's studying the game like no one other. That's what he does. And it's a beauty to watch. I love watching guys study. I love it. In my days of playing competitive softball, I used to sit there and watch my ass off. I could watch stuff playing softball all damn day because you learn so much. You're doing your homework. You're going to school. You're studying. Bring your highlighter out, your highlighter out, and you build yourself a little outline. And now you got a game plan together and go out there and attack the process and what we got a W, kids, huh? That's a winning formula to success right there if I've ever seen one in my entire life. That's how I put it right there. That's it in a bag. Zip it. Throw it away. The madness of Tom Brady. It's all over the place. It really is. Also, NFL players, you know, I usually don't try to get in nobody's business, but I need to put a PSA out there. From D-R-E-M-O-N-T-Z. Stop driving, please. Stop driving. I get it. You don't you, you don't want to use Uber or Lyft. You don't want to use a driving service because you think they are going to tell your business. Why don't you guys out there 
Think about pulling a page out of The Rock, Jay-Z life, Rockefeller world. Have them sign an NDA. If they say anything, sue the living crap out of them. That's what people do now. But I want all my athletes to stop driving. Stop driving. Stop letting your cousin drive who has no damn business driving a car. Has no license. Two warrants and a felony. Missing three child support payments by four different women. Come on now, guys. It's 2020. Stop it. I am tired of seeing this. In my days of driving a limo in Charlotte, North Carolina, shout out to Mike Fox Limousine Company, I learned to keep my mouth shut. I drove with so many Panthers and Hornets players and the uh, the inline hockey team down there and some of the Hurricane members and some very higher up executives down there. I never said a word, never will. That's not your job when you're a professional driver. Your job is to drive. Know where you're going. Know what to do. Know somebody at the door. Have an exit strategy. That's all your job is as a limo driver or a drive professional driver. These guys now, they can't trust you because you're running your mouth too much. You want to take a picture. You want you want to fit in. You want to run your mouth. If you shut the hell up, some of these players would invest some value in you and probably help you start a fleet service of professional drivers throughout the sports service world with their one investment with you. If you shut the hell up, you don't have to tell everything when you're with a professional player or an entertainer, where they've been, who they've been with, so fucking what they're married, so what that's a dude, so what that's not his old lady, who cares, that's not your job, your job is to get them from point A to point B, and take your ass home, accept the money, and deal with it, I don't get it, there's too much going on in the transportation world that I love and very fond of that would never happen on my watch of driving nobody around, whether it's an 18-wheeler, whether it's a limo, whether it's a golf cart, whether it's a boat, it didn't go down like that. If I wrote a diary, it wouldn't be right. I wouldn't feel right. If I talked about anything to anybody in the podcasting world, in my radio world, that would be so disrespectful. If I said anything about the people that I drove around of all my years of transportation, there's no way possible. But I just want all my professional athletes out there, you women too, because y'all like to get crunk too, Just think about it. Let's think about getting the NDA together and really investing into a professional driver service. Background check and all. Check their ass out, like White House type background check. Find out about everything about them and make sure they just shut the hell up. And then you can have a nice, respectable time while making all this damn money and going out and kicking it with your family, friends, and crew. And maybe you can hit me up on the flip, Dre Montez. I don't know. I'm just saying. You let me know. <laughs> I just want to put my, my two cents on it right there. I really did. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. I, I just had to get that off my chest right there because I'm getting really frustrated all the time saying the same damn stories about these athletes and their issues of not – Understanding the fact behind that will could lead to some problems out there. You know, it really can. Really, really can. But thanks again, guys, for listening to the show today. Don't forget to visit whostoblame.com to get caught up on the latest episodes as well, to find out a little bit more information about the show. Or you can make a donation if you like or stop by the store and get you some swag today. Until next time, and like my great-grandpappy always told me, 
Chill out and enjoy the moment. Thanks again, guys. Peace.